Hey everyone, you are here with Ginny and Tash and we are Riding in the Weeds, podcast where we talk about all things life and how we can get stuck in the weeds and techniques, tips, things that we've learned from working with people on bikes, people with horses, communicating with animals and just really being business owners in the world and living through life, how we find ourselves in the weeds and how we've found strategies to get ourselves back out again. Today, we're talking about cycles and all the way that different cycles can really affect the way that you feel on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, how cycles can totally get you in the weeds. And sometimes for no apparent reason, you're flying high. And how can we harness the good cycles and know when it's time to take a break or give ourselves a break. So let's get started. Jenny, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Tosh. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm definitely in a cycle right now and uh, had a little bit of a struggle with sleeping last night. So I am very much present to this topic today. So I'm excited to get started. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think I've been in the same bumpy wave for a little while here. So yeah, it's kind of come up for both of us a couple times lately. Yeah, no, absolutely. So to kick it off, what are we talking about when we're talking about cycles? I mean, obviously we're two females here, but we're not going to dig too deeply into that side of things. We're going to stay a little bit broader, but yeah, cycles, how are we affected? And you know what? I'm just going to start off by saying I had the best conversation one day with a friend of mine. We were on the chairlift and I said to him, you know, I was like, oh, it's the full moon. And he was like, really, Tash, do you really think that affects things? And I was like, well, there's a couple of ways you can look at this. Like, first of all, the full moon is what makes the tides change. And so the moon is powerful enough to move the water in the world. And we are, what, 90% water as human beings. And so therefore, obviously, if it can move the oceans, it can probably affect our water inside of our bodies. And then I said to him, I was like, and you know, as a female, we spend most of our life trying to pretend that every month we're not going to get our period. And yet no matter how much we ignore it, how much we pretend it's not going to happen, it still happens every single month. And we can try and pretend that we're not more tired during that time, or we don't want more chocolate, or we're not more grumpy. But at the end of the day, it 100% affects us. So being that as it is, I'm going to say, yep, planets, moons, seasons, being a female, and actually, I know that men have cycles too, so I don't care what people say. I don't care if I'm branded as slightly spiritual and weird, but I totally believe that all of this stuff affects us and changes how we move. You are totally right. I will tell anyone who thinks that the full moon does not affect humans to check out an ER on the night of a full moon and tell me or talk to a police officer. It's documented in 911 dispatches that there will be an influx of calls on a full moon. So it happens. It's real. And I think we can look at this because there are cycles everywhere. Like day and night is a cycle, right? Okay. And we have circadian rhythms that are very important to our bodies individual people are all a little different. I know there are night owls in this world. I am not one of them. <laughs> so we can even look at the smallest cycles. That's probably not the smallest we could go. There's probably something even shorter than that, but down to the day night cycle, 
And then we have a calendar cycle of months. It's a little bit arbitrary what that's technically based on. That's not really technically based on a whole lot that's truly physical in the world. But like you said, you have lunar cycles. So you have a full moon, you have a new moon, and then you have the moon progressing in between. And then we have seasonal cycles as the earth travels around the sun and the tilt changes. So we get different seasons that way. If you live anywhere out towards the edges of the hemispheres, you're going to be longer nights in the winter and longer days in the summer. And we just passed the solstice. So we just had the longest day up here in the Northern hemisphere. All of these things have an impact on us. And this must just be a cultural thing because Like you said, with women, we're conditioned to just ignore that aspect of us. But how many of us actually ignore all those other cycles that I just talked about? How many people randomly on the street would be able to tell you where the moon is in the phase? Like I pay attention to that stuff. I like it. I geek out on that kind of thing. So like I actually have an app on my phone that shows me like what it is all the time because I like to know these things. I don't have an app even. I have a widget. It jumps up and it's like whole page of yeah. my phone that tells me where we are and I'll be like it's the full moon coming oh yeah look like, my oh, today yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot right somebody will be complaining about a whole bunch of things and I'll go on Facebook and I'll see all these people with all these sorts of complaints and I'm like oh yeah full moon's in two days there it is yeah. so I think as a culture we've become so disconnected from the idea of cycles that it becomes hard to embrace that and move with it and flow with it gracefully and willingly and with awareness. And the thing that I always go back to is nothing blooms forever. No plant blooms continuously forever. There is always a cycle of growth, a cycle of blooming, and then eventually at some point a cycle of death And there will be seeds and then the plants regenerate. That is normal. And that's the way life works all the way down to the tiny cycles and all the way out to the bigger cycles. So I think the key is figuring out how to embrace that. And why are we resisting it? It's how everything functions. A hundred percent. I think really it's about being realistic and being present with it. And if you don't want to believe in all of the moons and all of that stuff, we can go into the cycle of what we have created as human beings. We live in North America. Therefore, there is Christmas. We have Easter. In the summertime, we have public holidays. Every month there is a long weekend so that we can enjoy the summer more. We have created these cycles within our cultures. We have the cycle of our birth so we've got a birthday and if you can move with that you've got the cycle of the new year and I think within your business as well like whatever you do as a business if you are a snow removal business there's a chance that you're going to be really busy in the winter time and during the summertime you might have something a contract that you get to use some of those machineries but it's probably not as busy as in the winter time and if you run a bike shuttling coaching business in a place where it snows half of the year, chances are you're going to be really busy. And I can guarantee you (laughs) that I am really busy during the summertime. And so when I come into my like work cycle and I'm trying to schedule days off and then on a Sunday, someone wants a private lesson, it really comes down to starting to figure out how to be completely honest present. And if I look at my calendar and I have a couple of days off, I can plan days off. But 
sometimes I can't because if something comes up or there's an opportunity, it's not really a no thing. Oh, we were going to go away, but now somebody wants to shuttle all day on Sunday. You know what? We'll stick around in town because the staff have been working all week. They've been doing other camps. So it falls on us to do it. And I've spent probably the last 15 odd years of my life feeling guilty about that and not embracing it and noticing that all that does is has me completely burnt out, full of anxiety, full of stress and making absolutely no progress on the things that I want to make progress on because I'm busy being stressed and feeling bad about myself because I don't get anywhere when really it's just because I'm in a cycle. Yeah. And I can relate to that too. Summertime is a busier time with the horses and things. Our winters lately have not been hard at all, but yet we don't do as much in winter either. And I have farm setting clients and they tend to go on vacation more in the summer and stuff. So my time fills up with obligations and things that I want to do, but it takes time that I would be devoting to potentially something else. And so it's important, number one, that I recognize that it is a cycle. I always joke with some of my farm sitting clients, many of whom are actual friends of mine, that, you know, I'm always really excited when they leave and I am really happy when they come home because I get my time back again. And I have come to recognize that it's like, all right, somebody has a trip book. So I know I'm going to be at their farm twice a day for this many days. And it's like, okay, everything during that time period just needs to be a little bit more flexible and shift a little bit. And it's temporary. I'm going to get through it. And when they get home, things will expand again. I'll have more time to take care of some of the things that I didn't get to take care of in those two weeks. And I think it's important that we look at the cycles far enough ahead to be aware of when those things are going to happen so that we can adjust. We can either prepare on the front end and give ourselves more time and space on the front end. And that may even just be relaxing and not putting demands on ourselves. And then again, at the back end, giving ourselves more time and space so that we know that we have a little bit more freedom to be able to recover and recoup. The same thing is true with your summers. Like, what can you do? Like, yes, trying to schedule days off and things. Maybe you take your days off in the middle of the week instead of the weekend in order to adapt and adjust to the lowest volume times. You you just have to come up with ways around it to be able to give yourself the grace that you need so that you're not ending up super burned out. I mean, burnout leads to health problems. If you ignore that and ignore that cycle, that's where we end up. Like we know this, it's a known fact. And yet how many of us in our culture just keep going? Yeah. And I am a hundred percent guilty of doing that. And it was funny because I spent my winter planning my summer and managing the winter business. And then came into this period where I was getting ready to go home. And I'm like, Oh, I got like all these things I've got to manage. And then I looked ahead and I was like, yeah, but I need to stop right now. And I need to make sure that I am relaxing, that I am getting out and doing fun things, that I am taking that time. Like it's okay. I'm doing two hour, three hour walks to the beach with the puppy, because this is like the downtime. As soon as I get home, I'm going to hit the ground running. And then again, like on our trip home, I tried to be productive, but at the same time, it was the three week opportunity to be like, okay, I got three weeks of camping vacation with some work sprinkled in 
there's a good chance that I'm not going to get that to do that again for a good couple of months because no matter how well I plan or how much I try, it it never works out that way. And they're working vacations and that's totally fine. And you know what? I live in a camper, so I kind of feel like I'm camping the whole time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point is looking for the ways that we can embrace the season or the cycle that we're in and enjoy it so that we're able to handle that intensity a little bit easier. Like for me, horses and animals are my passion. And when I have farm sitting clients, I get to go spend time with other people's animals and other people's horses. And on one hand, you could look at that and be like, God, I have to do farm chores again. I have to go do work again. But yet at the same time, because it is my passion, I can enjoy it. And yeah, I don't want to go out there every day. Ask me on a 90 degree day when the humidity is 100%. Mm, not so keen, right? But at the same time, I also get to experience things and be out in the world and I can appreciate that. So finding that balance of being able to manage the intensity when it's there and appreciate whatever it is while it's there, it, it definitely helps make things easier. And if it's something that you've got to slog through that is not as much fun, if it's a health challenge or illness, just giving yourself as much grace around that as you can everything is temporary for better or for worse. And that is the only thing sometimes I think that's kept me going through some of those times. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. And especially those of us that do, we turn our passion into work. So what are we talking about? We're talking about cycles. Why is it important? It's important because honestly, no plan really survives contact with the enemy. You're always going to be jostled around, you're going to be working with different factors. So at least if you can find that baseline and give yourself grace to start with and create a little bit of a plan as far out as possible, then that reduces the stress, that reduces the anxiety. And there's a small hope that some of those things are going to happen. And then we can adapt and we can use it to our advantage. As a female, we have generally the week, week and a half before we're actually in our period cycle. That's sort of the winter, but before the winter, there's this week where you are like on fire. And if you know that, then you can get all your work done in that week and then kind of give yourself a little bit of time to take some downtime. And we've got like the best excuse in the world. And if we run through the winter, we generally end up burnt out in our spring. It's the same whether you're talking about the seasons or the cycle of the month. If you can harness the times of the month that you are more energetic and you've got more motivation. Motivation is something that comes. It's not just a magical thing that you can generate. It is generally related to what we're talking about now. And it's related to coming up with these cycles. So if we can use them, if we know that they're there, we can harness that energy. It's like harnessing the power of the sun. It gives you the opportunity to be like, okay, well, I'm going to take 10 minutes when I can. I know that at the end of the evening, my dog loves to go for a walk. Why does he prefer to go for a walk? Like he can go for three bike rides in the day, but he really needs that time to go for a walk at the end of the day because he gets to go slowly. He knows I'm on my path. I walk my speed. He can run off into the bushes. I'm going to be there when he gets back. If I'm on a bike, he never knows where I'm going to be. And I'm getting that that is really important to him. And you know what? It's kind of important to me too. At the end of the day, I have to drop tools and go for at least a 10 minute walk. I throw my fantasy guilty book on and I just allow myself to enjoy the now, enjoy the moment, 
ground into all of the good things that are going on in my life. And then I can go to sleep and have a great sleep. If I don't do that, dog doesn't sleep as well. I don't sleep as well. Everything doesn't work nearly as good. And just now I know that that's part of my cycle. It's part of what I do on a daily basis. And that allows me to not fight it and not be frustrated that I didn't plan to go for this walk. Well, you do it every night. So maybe you should just accept <laughs> that's actually part of what you're doing. Right. And it's really funny too, because Ian and I were talking about how we are such creatures of it's daytime, it's nighttime. If the sun goes down at seven o'clock and it's dark by eight, we can be in bed by nine. But if the sun's not going down until nine, the chances of us actually being rested and in bed by 11 o'clock is really, really challenging. So it's a fascinating cycle to really dig into and understand. And then I'm just going to reference back to last week, like taking small steps is really important. Yeah, I am way more productive in summer than I am in winter. And I have so much more energy. In winter, I will sleep as long as the sun is not there, which is a long time in the mid-Atlantic. So it's funny. I need a lot of sleep. That's just who I am. But in the winter, I need even more sleep. And I've quit fighting it. Like I am the weirdo that goes to bed at 8 or 8.30, especially in the winter. And that's just what I need to do to maintain my equilibrium. And that actually in turn helps me maintain my energy during the day so that I can continue to function and can continue to get things done that I need to get done. And that's the only way I can do it. But in the summertime, yeah, I can stay up later. I can be out in the evening. Gardening in the evening is a really nice thing to do in the summer. It feels really good. And being out in the early morning and the late evening when it's hopefully not as hot, it's just a nice time to be out. So establishing those rhythms and routines and finding what really does feel good. Like you said, like your evening walk now is non-negotiable. And that's part of your cycle of a day that helps you feel complete. And there's tons of research on the validity of that anyway. So you're living it. Absolutely. The last sort of piece here is the how, right? And one thing that I've really learned as a business owner is I used to think that the Monday of a public holiday and even a Sunday was an opportunity to get a whole lot of things done because no one was sending me emails. My email box wouldn't fill up as I was emptying it. And then I discovered that, you know, people actually expect you to be there on a Monday. So trying to take a Monday off, the phone's going to ring. People are going to need you. It makes it really hard. So in Mexico, we have Sunday fun day and everybody goes to the beach and everyone's just like tools down. It was a hectic week. Like, forget about it. Whatever needs to be done can be done tomorrow. And quite often it's the morning you're putting stuff back together, cleaning up your house, sweeping out all the sand. And then you go to the beach and you just enjoy it. And it's such a cycle that if you resist it, it actually burns you down and you become less effective. And the same thing, we have these public holidays and these long weekends for a reason. And I used to think that these small businesses were crazy to shut on a long weekend Monday. Like that's when the coffee shop makes all the money. Yeah, but it's also when you get an opportunity to go camping, just like everybody else, and you don't get to close any other time. So you know what, what's more important to you, your lifestyle or making a little bit of extra cash? And we get to make those decisions. And if people don't agree with them, well, that's too bad because I think 
we come first. I was reading a research thing and it was talking about a business and they used to do long weekend sales. It was a department store and they make the people work long weekends. And the guy looked at all the numbers and he was like, you know what, let's do an experiment. We're going to close on the long weekend. And what they found was that they sold more in the week before and the week after and it more than accounted for what they would do in a really big long weekend because the staff were so stoked and so motivated that they didn't have to work the long weekend. And it was like the coolest thing to read about because all they did was give the staff three days off. And instead of capitalizing on that long weekend, they actually did the exact opposite and the sales were record on either side of it. And I just thought that that was such a proof to everything that we're talking about that we need to look ahead and we need to actually think about what are the goals, how are we going to achieve them? And is there another way of doing it that allows us to work with our cycles and have more fun? Because at the end of the day, we're doing all of this to have a whole lot of fun. And if we're burnt out and feeling guilty and anxiety and constantly being like, oh, I'm here again. Like, it's a surprise. It never happened before. Like, that's just not real. And yeah. we can avoid it. Yeah. I think the other part of that that you're speaking to is the whole idea of the FOMO, of the fear of missing out. And that is such a cultural norm that we just blow through everything. And we don't know how to say no to things when we should be taking downtime. And I know for many people, there's a pressure. Prices are rising. Inflation is out of control and things are costing so much more. And so people are feeling that pressure to continue to work multiple jobs and I don't have answers to the economic situations, but like that is not a way to live and to thrive. And I think that the more we can have boundaries around our time and respect those cycles, whether that's a weekend, a break in the week cycle, or even vacation time and taking vacations or downtime, even staycations, Taking that time where we're choosing not to continue to be in the same level, the same volume, the same push of a cycle. That's not a cycle that's perpetual and a perpetual motion machines don't exist either. <laughs> Someone would be very rich if they did. That isn't possible. And if we can figure out how to embrace that, it will actually improve productivity. It'll improve what we're able to do yeah. and we'll feel better doing it. Absolutely. Like, and if we have all those things, then we thrive. And it's not true. Working harder doesn't actually get yeah. us any further. But there is also make hay while the sun shines, right? And again, that just comes back to the point of cycles. Like if you're a farmer, you know, you're making hay when the sun shines. And as soon as the sun isn't shining anymore, you're taking a break and you're downtiming it. A couple of weekends ago, we had a Sunday off and it was like, oh, we could do all these things. Well, it was rainy. It was cold. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> right. And it was amazing. Getting things done that need to get done whilst at the same time giving yourself the grace to embrace where you're at, being in the present, taking advantage of the now, breaking the day down into cycles, breaking the week into cycles and breaking the month down into cycles and really breaking our year into cycles and being realistic and taking advantage of what our society and our civilization has actually constructed as well. I've really, over the years, embraced Christmas. Like, you know what? This is my time. 
now I'm not doing Christmas in the cold anymore. It's not as important, but I actually got to the point where I'd sit down for a day and watch really cheesy Hallmark movies because it was like, I'm not going to do anything today. Not going to go snowboarding. I'm actually just going to watch really bad TV because I don't even get to do this. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I it. Well, I think we've summed this up pretty well. You know what it is. There are cycles. Why it's important is because if we embrace them, we can have more fun in our lives. And how we do that is by being realistic, stepping into the cycles, whether they're day, week, month, years, socially constructed, whatever it is, but give yourself grace, know what's going on, pay attention, and don't just be sitting at the end of the day, the week, the month, the year going, what happened? Absolutely. Yeah. That's it in a nutshell. All right. Well, I am Natasha Lucky, and you can find me at Betty Gohard on Instagram. I work with women to build confidence, create the dream life, and I'm a mountain bike coach online and in person. If you're looking to step into your goddess experience, if you're looking to just get more out of the world that you live in, the life that you lead, hit me up, check me out. How about you, Jenny? Yeah, I'm Jenny Brandon. I'm an animal communicator and energy healer for animals and their people too. And I help support pet owners with their relationship with their pets and work on challenges in life, whether those are behavior problems or health concerns. We get together and work through it with your pet's input. You can find me on the web at soulpetconnections.com and also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube under the same handle. Thank you so much for joining us today. We love having these conversations together and with you. Let us know if you have questions, like, comment, and subscribe, and please leave us a review. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms and at ridinginTheweeds.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Everyone have a great day. See you later, Jenny. Bye.